I am Daniel Luguz and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years and today I have my special guest. He's the author of several books, no other than Mr. Gaudi Engdahl. Hello, Mr. Cody. Hello, Daniel. How are you doing? I'm fabulous like you. We gonna do the recap of the books that we talked about for the last five weeks. Talked about <laughs> quite a few. Yes. Mr. Cody Engdahl is the grandson of Alexander Dumas. At least in spirit, yes. Yes. So let's talk about first. The recap of the Rampage on the River. Yeah, so Rampage on the River is my very first novel, and it is a uh, it's about friends that get separated from the uh, at the beginning of the American Civil War, and they end up on opposite sides. Now they have separate adventures, but eventually their adventures will intertwine in which they have to work together. They were once friends; they're now enemies, and uh, they have to work together. To save someone very dear, all the while, all the real history of the uh, Battle of Island Number 10 is taking place in the novel. Yes, indeed. And the American Civil War was about slavery. Yeah, that was actually my very first book. It was kind of a test book. And it was just a a rebuttal to uh, what's called the Lost Cause, where there are some people who want to say that the American Civil War was about everything but slavery. And so this is a, a, a very short book that is uh, explains why slavery was the primary cause of the war. And Mexico, my love, your favorite. <laughs> yeah, that was the last one I wrote. It was a prequel to the uh, trilogy. It's a prequel to Rampage on the River. It's about the uh, parents of the uh, ma- main character, Carl, it's how they fall, they meet, fall in love, run away together, and uh, end up in the Mexican American War. Yes, indeed. And the second favorite, The Perils of Perryville. Yeah, The Perils of Perryville was the follow up to Rampage on the River. It continues Carl um, Carl's story in the uh, American Civil War. It has to, a lot to do with the consequences of what happened in the first book. And, of course, uh, we have the uh, – it ends up with the uh, Battle of Perryville, which is the bloodiest, largest battle known in history in the state of Kentucky. Yes, definitely. And the last one that we talked about last week, Blood for Blood at Nashville. Yeah, that that book uh, rounded up my Civil War trilogy. And so not, um, you know, Nashville, the Battle of Nashville was the final um, battle or the final large scale battle in the Western theater. It pretty much ended the war in the West. And we, when we talk about the West, it's everything from the Appalachians and westward. And it also rounds up uh, all the uh, loose ends and the uh, all the storylines that happened in, in the trilogy. It's really a, um, a revenge novel as well. Uh, it starts with a massacre at Fort Pillow and ends with the uh, Battle of Nashville. 
for all those books, Mr. Cody, which book you enjoy the most? Oh, wow. You know, they're all special to me. I mean, they really are. <laughs> so picking your favorite child. You know, Mexico, my love was my the last one I did. And it was uh, it was interesting for me because my first three books uh, took place in the American Civil War. And uh, I kind of got pegged as a Civil War author. But Mexico, my love is a much bigger book. It uh, starts in France. Uh, it goes uh, into North Africa with the Franco-Moroccan War. And uh, we got even pirates in it. And of course, it ends up with the uh, the Mexican-American War, mostly from the uh, Mexican perspective. So that was the first book, uh, novels, where I kind of got outside of the American Civil War and started exploring more of the, uh, um, you know, the world history at the time. Which book did you have difficulty of writing? The most uh, difficulty. The most difficulty. <laughs> the one I'm writing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Daniel, every book is a struggle. And, you know, if it ever got easy, then I think uh, I, I would need to do something else. So um, you, and we're going to talk about that with the book we're going to talk about today. But, you know, writing, sitting down, writing a novel is, is a big is a big task. It's a task that takes a daily commitment and uh, it, it takes resolution because not every day is easy. Some days you sit down and the words just come floating out of you. Sometimes it takes you a week or so to get back to writing because you're stuck. So I struggled with all of them. I really did. Uh, but, but I, you know, I, I persevered. Yes. And they already published and people reading it. Yes, sir. All over the world. All over the world, people. So let's support Mr. Cody Engdahl if you are interested to listen more of those books, how Mr. Cody uh, crafted it, the difficulties, and a lot more. So please do listen in our previous episode. So, Mr. Cody, what are we going to talk about today? Well, you know, now we're going to talk about your listeners because I reckon that quite a few of them Uh, are not only readers, but writers themselves. And so I wrote a, a, a short little guide. It's uh, very inexpensive on uh, Amazon, only $2 for the uh, digital version of it. And I think the print is under $5. But I put together a little book called How to Write, Publish, and Market Your Novel, a, no, or a brief no-nonsense guide. And uh, basically what this book is, is just my method of how I go about writing novels. And, and I truly think that if you're someone listening right now and, you, and you've always wanted to do this, you can. Um, I, I, I completely think you can. And here are, this, here are some steps or how I went about doing it. Am I an expert? Well, I got four novels out already and I'm writing my fifth. I'm someone who's done it who's uh, been on the path. So I think I have a lot of insight, especially uh, for someone who needs that nudge. Definitely. So Mr. Gaudi, how did you deal with uh, procrastinating? Oh, well, you know, I'll tell you something. There is a, um, uh, you know, writer's block is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, 
and 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 it's really easy to uh, to procrastinate. There's a couple things I would say. First of all, um, I you got to find out what is the best time for you uh, when you're the most creative. I find early in the morning works best for me. Some people it's uh it's at night. Uh, some people it's in the afternoon. So so you got to find that rhythm for yourself. For me, early morning, uh, my mind is fresh, and uh, I'm a morning person, so I like that. I I try to uh, write like at least 500 words a day. And here's the here's the thing. Uh, there's a great book out there. Now I'm going to promote someone else's book, but um, I think it's Kate Goldberg's uh, Writing Down the Bones. And she said, you know, when you read, if you read everything your favorite author has ever published, you're not reading 10% of that person's work because most of it wound up in the trash. And so I think what trips a lot of people up and myself too, is that you, you get this feeling that everything you write has to be perfect, has to be profound. And uh, no, it doesn't. It has to be uh, done. You know, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And so uh, in her book, and I, I, I also, I agree with this. She says, just write because, you know, you, the editing process is when you make it better. So when she says, write down the bones, she, she means just get the story out of you. And it can be terrible. You could bad grammar, bad spelling. Don't fret about that because that's why you go back and you rewrite and you edit and you polish it. It's kind of, you know, writing a book is kind of like carving a, or sculpting something out of the marble. You have this big raw piece of rock, which is your idea and, and, and the initial rough draft. Now you're gonna sand it down and you're gonna work it and you're gonna uh, smooth out the edges until finally you have something that's readable. Mr. Cody, this book, you wrote in the middle of all your spy books. Yes, so um, I, uh, I wrote this just before I put out my second book. And it, um, and, and basically what happened was I, when I was, when I was uh, going through the editing and publishing of my first book, I, to, to keep myself uh, fluid, I was writing some articles and I had a blog post and in it, I was writing articles about um, just, you know, my, my method of how I went about writing my first book and uh, and at, when I got done, I had a whole series of articles. I said, you know, this would actually uh, would make uh, instead of sitting on a blog that no one's ever going to read. I, I mean, I had some readers, but uh, I thought this would actually make a pretty good book. So I took all those articles down off my blog and um, I polished them up and I for reformatted them and and. Uh, revised them and added them and added some more and, and put together uh, I think uh, a nice little uh, a nice little guide uh, it's you know is it my best seller no I mean, I mean to tell you the truth I'm more interested in selling my novels than than stuff like this but I think it can be a lot of help and Daniel the best thing that ever happened was uh, I in it I told people like hey if you read this book and you write a novel and you get it published let me know because I would like to you know I'd like to congratulate you. Well, I had a, a man get a hold of me and he said, Mr. Engdahl, I, I read your book about writing and uh, I, I'm putting out my first book and he had some questions. I said, yeah, absolutely. I'll, you know, what, what would you like to know? 
Uh, I like coaching other authors. I have a few that I coach that I'm very proud of that are publishing books and, 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 and making their way. We're all on our path, right? Uh, so this is kind of my way of giving back, of helping other people uh, do what I did. A newbie, what are the procedure, how to polish your writing? Yeah, okay. So, um, so anyway, I... I put together like a, a bunch of articles and those articles are now the chapters of this book. So, um, you know, the first chapter is how to come up with an idea. Um, second chapter is how to, um, what kind of preparation before you sit down and writing. Uh, the third chapter is writing, how I go about doing that. Uh, the fourth chapter is what I called write to your reader and write to your reader, meaning write, W-R-I-T-E to your reader and R-I-G-H-T right to your reader. A little play over there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then I have, a, uh, um, I have a chapter on editing, a chapter on publishing, chapter on marketing on Amazon uh, and social media marketing. Um, I should, you know, I, I should write a follow-up because I've learned a lot more since, but, but still the, the advice I give in this is, is, um, I, it, it holds, it holds up because, you know, writing storytelling is probably the, one of the oldest professions in human history. We, we've been telling stories, uh, since we've been able to communicate with others. And so, uh, there's all sorts of new technology and new ways, new platforms and things like that. But the art of storytelling is always, is still the same. Definitely. But before we go on, Mr. Cody, I want to shout out to the people listening in Turkey, according to my analytics, in Istanbul, I get 49% audience share, Trabazon in 28%, Guayamashen at 9%, Gaziantep at 5%, Kokaseli at 4%, Manisa at 2%, Ankara at 2%, Tiger Dog at 1%, and last but not the least, Balu at 1%. Thank you, Turkey, for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world, like Mr. Connie Engdahl. Yeah, I just like to say thank you, Turkey. I spent some time there um, in uh, Bodrum and in uh, uh, Istanbul. So great people uh, and great food. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we yeah. we are inviting you people to go in Turkey because it's one of a kind. They're hospitable people and yeah. taste their food. It's one of a kind. Yes, absolutely. I love Turkey. Great country. So, Mr. Cody, how to write, publish, and market your novel? What are your struggles in writing with this book? Uh, yeah, so... um. It, Basically, it was uh, taking my struggles and turning into helping others. And so um, I, I think uh, anybody struggling, it, this is a nice book to have on your shelf. Like I said, it's pretty cheap. Go to Amazon, check it out. And we, we go through all steps of, of the process, starting with, you know, like the idea. Where do you get your ideas from? Uh, I, um, I like to say, let me, actually, I'll turn to that page here. Um, you know, first of all, I think the biggest struggle for people in writing is just sitting down and writing. And uh, like me, uh, I bet a lot of you out there have been saying, you know, I would like to, uh, um, I'd like to write a book someday. 
uh, and you just keep putting it off. And and for me, I got to a point in my life where like I said, well, if I don't start writing now, I'm never going to start writing. So um, so when you when you first decide to write a book, I think the the first thing you need to do is come up with your idea. You don't have to have a complete book written in your head uh, and then sit down and just copy it out of your head. Uh, you can develop it as you go, but you want to have kind of a basic idea. So where do you get those from? You know, the first thing you can look at is what kind of books do you like to read yourself? What do you, What is it that you like? I think, it, it, you know, if you think about it, when you're going to write a book, you're going to be with this for about a year. You know, some people write fast. They get them done in six months, especially if they have an editor, they pass it out to. So think about what you want to read, what what is it that you like? And that's a good place to start. Uh, the second, you want to think about your audience. Uh, you know, what, who are your readers out there? What are they used to? What kind of, what kind of books do they like to read? Uh, a good way to do some of that um, research is looking on Amazon and looking at uh, books that are similar to what you want to write and, uh, and see how well they're doing and, and look at the reviews and see what people are saying about them. Um, I wrote about the American Civil War. So another part is uh, for, you know, coming up with ideas is research is, uh, you know, how, mu how much resources are there out there? Uh, I was lucky because the American Civil War is written about quite a bit. So there was a lot of not only scholarly work, but a lot of first person uh, memoirs that I was able to read. And then finally, I would say, you know, uh, especially starting up with your, your first novel, you want to do something that's, you know, very familiar to you. Um, for example, me, I'm from Detroit and, uh, I was in the army, man, I ended up in, uh, in Nashville. So I wanted to do something that was similar about that, except in the American civil war, my main character is from Detroit, gets in trouble, ends up in the army and, uh, ends up at the battle of Nashville. Uh, then I would say that once you get past the idea, and it can be a very basic one. You don't have to have everything thought out, but you do want to do a little preparation. Now, there are some people that say that they would like to do stream of thought. I think that's uh, kind of lazy, maybe even arrogant. I think, um, uh, you know, no one wants to listen to someone just ramble on. I think uh, the best stories out there are ones that have some forward thought to them. So you don't have to necessarily have everything perfectly outlined. But before I sit down, I think about, uh, or I, I, at least I write this down actually, is um, how do I want this book to begin? How do I want it to end? And what do I want to have happen in, in, in the middle? And uh, that's kind of my basic outline. And then I start stringing together ideas and, and turning points in it so that I'm writing to something. I, 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 I'm not just sitting down and just letting the, the narrative go out. There are people that do that. Um, there are people that do it uh, quite successfully. I think uh, uh, George R. Martin is fa a famous pantser, um, gardener, as you, as, you, as you put it. Uh, but a lot of people have criticized him for not being able to finish a series. <laughs> we all saw how the television version of it ended. I think a lot of people were left uh, unsatisfied. Knowing where you're going when you're writing helps you get there uh, a lot better than not knowing where you're going. Um, you know, after that is the writing process. And uh, a, a couple things is, first of all, 
uh, I, I tell people to set an appointment. Uh, like, like I try to get up and write first in the morning to get it, you know, to, to get my daily writing done. Uh, you might not be able to write every day. You might have, uh, you know, work and family. Maybe it's just two hours on a Sunday, but, but, but if you just leave it to when you feel like it, you're never going to feel like it. And you're going to, and the further you get away from writing, the harder it is to get back to it. So I would say regular writing sessions, um, you know, daily is great. Uh, but if you can't tr at least weekly and, and make sure you hold yourself accountable for that. And then, um, you know, I set goals, um, like, I, I, I know this doesn't sound like a lot, but I try to do 500 words a day. Well, it doesn't mean that I write, you know, 497, 498, 499, 500. Ooh, I'm done. No, um, I try to at least write 500 words. Now, sometimes I write 537 words. Sometimes that's I end up writing, you know, 1,200 12, words. Sometimes I write 2,000 words. But, but, but. If, if you're struggling with writer's block uh, and, you know, it's it's hard to get started if you have, like, big goals. Like, I'm going to get, you know, 3,000 words done today. It's hard to get started when you're looking, trying to climb a mountain like that. But if you tell yourself, I, I can do 500 words, that's not a lot. That's about, about a scene for me when I write. And sometimes uh, you struggle to get through those 500 words, but once you get through it, now your now your muscle, your writing muscles are loose, and and the words start flowing. So I think having small goals helps helps you move through. It. And think about this, Daniel. If you wrote 500 words Monday through Friday, um, yes. you would have 2,500 words at the end of the week. You would have, uh, let's see, uh, 5,000, am I doing this right? Let's see. Yeah. You would have 5,000 words um, every two weeks. You'd have 10,000 words a month. You'd have 60,000 words in six months. That's a short novel right there. If you just had a small goal every day, you could do that. Um, you could get it done. I'll tell you another thing that I do. And I, I can't remember, there's a name for this. And I, I, I read about it based in a Japanese novel. It was a novel written by a, a Japanese man, but he, he explained this work cycle. Um, basically, I sit down to write. I set my timer for 90 minutes and I don't do anything else. And when the timer goes off, I stop and then I, I take a 20 minute break and I do whatever I want to do. I surf the web, I take a nap. Um, have something neat. Yes. Come back ninety minutes, and and uh, you'd be surprised how much work you get done when you have these focused things. Now, maybe ninety minutes is too long. Uh, I've also done forty-five minute uh, work cycles with fifteen minute or ten minute breaks. Scotty, how do you encourage yourself to write every day? <sighs> it's it's tough. I think um, I think getting it done uh, early helps. One thing, this isn't in the book, but I started doing this, is I call it the, the, the next five things. So, like, on Sunday night, uh, I, I, I like to do some outlining. And like I said, I, I start with a very basic outline, but the outline gets more detailed as we go. And so what I do on Sunday is I just try to think of what are the next five scenes in my book. 
And that, that way I know what I need to write each day. Um, and I might change what those scenes are going to be or, uh, or add to them or whatever. And sometimes I, I you know, I, I don't get through them all because a scene takes longer than, um, uh, you know, becomes more expansive than I thought it would be. But I think like, it, once again, if you know what you're, what you're writing to, if you know what you're going to write, it's, it's a little easier than just sitting in your chair and going, okay, what happens next? Um, so like in a non-writing session, I, it's almost as if like your, your, your outlining is almost a separate task and separate session. Like, like sit down and like, like have a basic outline of your book, but then figure out what are the next five scenes that are going to happen. Do that on Sunday so that you can write those five scenes during the week. And I think that's a great way of keeping yourself moving forward. Yes, indeed. You already wrote your book. It's already published. Let's go to the publishing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of... Um, I'm an independent uh, author and I'm published through KDP. I highly recommend that. Uh, there, there are different ways you can go about it. Now, there's the, the traditional one, which I think is becoming less and less attractive to, to people. Uh, you know, if you if you go through a traditional publisher, most of the big uh, publishing houses won't even talk to you unless you have an agent. So you have to uh, shop your book around to an agent. Once you get an agent, then they're going to shop it around to publishers and hopefully get you a deal. Uh, that's one way to go. That can take you a, a lot of time. Um, I uh, decided I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to go through an agent. I, I wanted. Uh, I wanted to, you know, get my first book out do my own marketing and start writing the next one. So I went through KDP uh, on Amazon. There are other, there are other platforms. Amazon's the one I know. I think they're great. Now, if you're writing garbage and you're putting it on, uh, you might not sell very well. So you still have to, or you're writing great stuff and you're not a great marketer. You might not sell very well. So you still got to do the work. Um, but Amazon will walk you through. Uh, I have, um, I put some of the steps of how, how to deal with Amazon and, uh, and KDP and what are the, you know, there's, there's quite a few options when you're, when you're going through the steps of publishing through Amazon. Uh, I, I've also coached several people that are local to me that, you know, I've literally gone over to their house with my computer and sat down with them and walked them through how, how to get their, their books online. So, um, that's my suggestion. Uh, we live in a golden age right now of the independent, uh, the independent uh, creator. You know, if you if you're a musician, you don't have to go to a multi million dollar studio. You can with a with a good computer and a good microphone and a mixer. You can you can create a pop hit right in your basement. Uh, you can write a book and publish it, and sell it all over the world. You can start a, a YouTube channel and have a million people subscribe. I, I know YouTubers that are making a hundred over a hundred thousand dollars a year from their yes. basement, you know, just talking about stuff. So, um, so yeah, the, I have more specifics in the book, but yeah, that's what I recommend. Okay. So after you wrote your book, after you publish it, of course you want to market it. Yes. Yeah. And marketing, I, you know, especially if you're independent, but I, I will say that even even authors who are with 
who are traditionally published through a publishing house, you still got to get out there and you still have to do the work. And uh, one of the things I think is having a, uh, a social media presence. Um, uh, the big ones are, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, YouTube's good. I think Instagram also is out there. Uh, I, I hear a lot of things going on TikTok. They call it book talk, but, um, but it's, it's a way for people, because if you think about it, whatever book you're writing, uh, there, there are millions of authors out there. there. There are millions of books out there. There's a lot of choices. And so, uh, I think that, uh, especially if you write in a genre like I write in historical fiction, well, there's a lot of guys out there writing. So part of it is you got to be the brand yourself because there, because if people like you and they like you as a person and an author, they're going to come back and they're going to read your book two, three, or four. So I would say you know have a strong, uh, first of all, Facebook presence. First thing I did. Uh, because I used to be an, uh, a TV reporter in Nashville, is uh, when I started being on the air, I, I went to my, I, I cleaned out my social media. I took all references to anything political, uh, anything um, to do with religion, anything controversial, I took it out. Uh, and I, I stepped away from you know, arguing with people online. That's not going to, it doesn't sell books. You might get some satisfaction of, you know, like owning people on the other, on the political, uh, the other side of the political divide, but uh, you just lost a sale. So, um, so you want to be inoffensive and you want to be real. Uh, there's uh, one of the things I did is on, I, I write the American Civil War. I have a trilogy in the American Civil War. So I went on Facebook and I found all these, uh, these, uh, uh, groups and pages that are dedicated, you know, lot, lots of civil roundtables and, and, and uh, all, all sorts of groups. And so then I, I like them and join the groups and I use those to, um, to market my book. So I would, I would send, you know, put links in the, Hey, everybody, I just put out a new book about blah, blah, blah. And I've gotten some, um, uh, got some sales there. Now this is not my book, but I have started, advertising on meta which is uh the company that owns facebook and instagram that's worked out very well uh i also uh, have uh, started doing ads on amazon i think before you have before you advertise on facebook you should probably start with amazon because amazon uh is very inexpensive in fact it's hard to spend a lot of money uh, and i'm going to give you a name uh, anybody who wants to uh, start advertising on Amazon, which is the first place you should uh, advertise, you should uh, take Brian Cohen's um, five-day author ad profit challenge. It's free. Uh, I think if you look him up on, uh, it's a B-R-Y-A-N-C-O-H-E-N. He, every 90 days, he does this five-day challenge. And the gimmick is uh, it's free because they're trying to get people to sign up for their paid course. But they say, you don't ever have to sign up for our course. We're still going to you know, do this five-day free one. And even Amazon, um, uh, what's the word, endorses it because uh, it, it's good. And I think I, I did the first five-day challenge uh, and uh, my, my royalties doubled. Uh, like my monthly average. So 
um, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're going to write books and publish them, you got to think of yourself as uh, not a starving artist, but, but a business person. And you got in like another, another great coach out there. Uh, David Gogren says you have to have the uh, cold, dark, cold heart of a businessman out there. And, uh, and so marketing is a big part of that. So there, yeah, there's a whole chapter on, on doing marketing and, uh, not only on Amazon, but social media as well. That'd be awesome, Mr. Cuddy. Yeah, <laughs> once, once you wrote a book and published it, I think you're already, already an entrepreneur. Yes, right? absolutely. Yep. Thinking about the business and you want to expand more, to write more books so that you can market it and you can be, let's say, your livelihood. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I find the more books you put out, uh, obviously the more money you make, but like, for example, but you know, once you put out book two and book three, book one sells more. Uh, so all the books, like, uh, they sell each other. So it, so it's great. So the more you put out the, the, your, your income just rises exponentially. About your new book to come. Yeah, so I'm I'm writing a book. This is this is my fifth one. It's called The Prussian Prince, and it picks up our main character um, after the uh, end of the Civil War trilogy, and he wants to go home to his wife because he realized he's been an absolute fool for leaving her uh, to go off to the war. And when he gets home to Detroit, he has found. Well, she's a German immigrant, and she was carrying his child, so she went back to Prussia uh, to give birth to their child because she wanted to be with her family. And so he's got to go back to Germany to uh, be uh, reunited with her. But he uh, he gets tricked into uh, joining the Prussian army and ends up marching off to Austria in the uh, Austro-Prussian War. Sounds interesting. So, what is your timeline? I'm in. I got about two thirds of it written on on the rough, uh, the first draft. I'm hoping to have it finished by the end of the summer, and then uh, we'll probably spend a couple months editing it and, and uh, getting it right. So, either by the end of this year or early next year is is when this one will come out. Yes, we are so excited for your upcoming novel, Mr. Cody. So before we go on, I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, our third season, with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chef in one of the best restaurants in downtown Toronto. So please do listen, Food 101. So Mr. Cody, can you please invite our listeners to buy all your books? Yeah, you know, if you, uh, I, I wrote these books uh, to entertain the child inside of me that watched black and white Arrow Flynn swashbuckler movies and loved romance and adventure and, and, and the age of honor and swords. And I really, you know, the books are for adults, but, you know, if you got a kid that's mature and, and likes to read it, you know, they can enjoy it too. I wrote for the inner child in us, you know, um, I, I wanted to bring back that excitement I felt uh, for adventure, but at the same time, uh, to be true to uh, 
to the actual history. And uh, it's such a joy writing these books because, you know, I, I do a lot of research beforehand and a lot of research as I'm writing and I've learned so much and I get more and more excited as I write um, because the overall series becomes more and more uh, in focus for me. So, uh, you know, it, a good place to start is Rampage on the River. And especially, I, I would say, you know, if you if you want to pick up my book on writing, um, there's a there, I think there's a preview to Rampage on the River in it. But you, you could read my method of how I write, and then you could pick up uh, Rampage on the River and see the end result of that. And uh, I think that's a good place to start. Definitely, people. So let's support again, Mr. Cody. And I'm so very grateful that you being part of my podcast, Book 101 Review. And for your talents, thank you for sharing to us. And as the spirit of Mr. Alexander Duma, we hope that (laughs) (laughs) you're going to write more books like him. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Mr. Cody, thank you for your time. You got it, Daniel. Hey, thank you for having me, and thank you to all your uh, your wonderful listeners. Yes, people, more to come, and see you soon. <laughs>